Hey there, welcome back to another exciting episode of Mountain Bike q and I'm your host, Johnny Yu. How are you guys doing? Um, if you've been here before, thank you for the support. Um, if you're new, welcome. And um, go ahead and hit that like button, that subscribe button, whatever button it is. Uh, just, just press the positive buttons. And um, also, I'd like to remind people that, that my episodes are also on uh, Spotify and uh, the iTunes uh, podcast things. Um, if you could go ahead and leave a review or uh, a star, leave some stars, things there, um, that would be great as well. Um, just loving this, doing this. We've got people already here. We've got, we got, we got the trail monster here. He's looking forward to it. Eric riding dirty. Well, 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 look what we have here. We got Jarno here in Finland. Here we go again. Yes, all the way in Finland. Get back to work. He's probably on his lunch break. Appreciate you guys being here again. Um, tonight, my, my guest comes from New Zealand. He might be a little choppy. He's coming from his phone, and it's from New Zealand. So, you know, we got that going for us. But uh, I got to say, uh, Marty, you all know him as Octodad MTB, has been such a great supporter of all our podcasts. I see him on other people's live streams, other people's podcasts. And I was thinking, I, I was like, I got to get this guy on. He's, he has a story. And this is what this is all about. He's a mountain biker. He's got a story. Hold on, Carlos Fierro says, want to see the waterfall. We may, we may, maybe he'll walk over to it. Who knows? My wife's in the house, MTB TNA. Woohoo! So without further ado, folks, let's bring on the guy who supports all of us. Marty, Mr. Octodad MTB. How's it Hello. going, man? Hello. How's it going, everyone? So great to be here. Hope I'm coming from the waterfall, not not quite near the waterfall, but in a cave adjacent to the waterfall on my backyard trails. Johnny, it's so good to be here, and I'm excited uh, in our little chat today, and I'm hoping that my phone is going to be clear enough, but we're going to have a great time talking and hanging out and um, answering some questions. If you're on live and you've got some questions, chuck up the questions, and uh, how's it going, Ryden? Good to see you, bro. Saw you on the white line the other day. Looking good, brother, on your YT Capra. Holla. <laughs> I love it, man. You come full of energy. Of course, it's only 1 p.m. Uh, Thursday, your time. Yeah, bro, but 1 p.m. is my siesta time, so I'm I'm on the um I'm on the Coke uh, Coke Zero Black Edition. So hopefully <laughs> I can uh, stay awake. If you see me nodding <laughs> off, just um I'll shout and wake you up. Oh, I think it's funny. It's Thursday over there. So if you could. Don't tell us what happens yet. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's only Wednesday night here, so you know we yeah. want to find out for ourselves. So <laughs> you, you, you're out there in New Zealand. Whereabouts in New Zealand are you? Oh, dude, I'm I'm in the North Island, and I am in between Auckland and Rotorua, on Stat Highway One, the main road that goes from north to south, and we are about half an hour to forty-five minutes north of Rotorua. So Rotorua is like the mountain bike capital of New Zealand. Um, so yeah, we're half an hour to 45 minutes away from Rotorua. Actually, my closest bike park is 
Crankworks, Rotorua, Skyline, Rotorua. That's our closest one. Yeah. <laughs> I just love your energy, man. You came, you came to spokesman. Steve says hello. hello? Oh, Steve, brother. How's, what hotel are you in tonight, Steve? <laughs> My wife says uh, that New Zealand is the most beautiful place on the planet I've I've ever seen in person. Now, living there, do you feel that same way? Um, I think I think we take it for granted, but um, quite often you're like you're riding down a path or next to a lake or a river, and it's like, man, this is so nice, and you just stop and like literally smell the. There's no roses, but you smell the forest and smell the beauty. But, bro, one thing we've got here is some really nice beaches as well. Like, we've got some nice white sand beaches, black sand beaches. We've got volcanoes. Wow. We've got glaciers. We've got a, a high-altitude desert that doesn't get very hot. Yeah, we've got it all. you got everything there. Man, and what you have there is you told me you're on a farm with 300 acres? Yes, we have we have about 300 acres in American language, and we have 300 dairy cows that we milk uh, twice a day. So at the moment we're milking at six o'clock in the morning and about four o'clock in the afternoon, um, putting the cups on, making the milk, uh, making and our milk makes butter and cheese and chocolates. Uh, I think quite a lot of mozzarella cheese for Pizza Hut in America. So really? We make mozzarella cheese, yeah, from New Zealand. Steve Steve says you got hobbits there. Oh, yes. We got <laughs> hobbits. Well, actually, Steve, we live like about four farms away from Hobbiton where the Shire is. So that's we actually do have hobbits about five miles away from our place. And it's so weird. You see all these tourist buses with like crazy Americans and, and uh, Japanese, Chinese people, and they're all like wearing these like hobbit outfits. Like they're like, they're living their best life, uh, reenacting Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah. Cool. I love it. We're crazy Americans. Um, so you're you said you're five miles away from where the Hobbit, where those round things, they like still there. Yes, yes. In the very first movie, the very first scene, it sort of pans across the horizon, which is our farm, this farm here. Wow. And then it, and then it goes down to like some tree of life or something, and then and then it has the little Hobbit holes, and Gandalf is like walking around, and all the little Hobbits are below him. Yeah. So it, it's a big tourist business. It's the biggest employer in our in our town. Yeah, it's a big deal. Wow. So you back to the milking of the cows. How many uh, do you yes, have? Uh, 300, 300 cows. Yeah. And bro, we can we can milk three hundred cows in one hour. One hour. It's going hard, bro. <laughs> he must have some sick guns. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I got I got pretty good uh, grip strength. Yeah. Yeah. Now you were telling me earlier you actually the thing went down and you actually had to do it yourself. Ah uh, yes, we had a, we had a power failure this morning, and and the cows didn't like that. All all the cups fall off. The cows are like, what the heck? This never happened. And then you're like running around like a headless chicken trying to like restart the because it's all electric and electronic. You got to do a big restart. And this one cow, I think her number was 69, did this massive massive shot and it blew like right down my neck into my ear. And I was wearing no hat, so I got full on, um, full on poo poo head situation. And there's no time to clean it up because you got to you got to get milking again, bro. You can't just stop and have a shower. So oh. I, I had to get here for this interview. I couldn't just go home and have a shower, but I, I have had a shower now. Yeah, you can see. You've it's had like, a shower. A little all... bit there. 
still about there. <laughs> Uh, Steve says you got a strong handshake. And now, do oh, you, yeah. Eric, or Mr. Riding Dirty says oh, that's badass. He's really into raw dairy as a crucial part of his diet. Now, oh, wow. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, some crazy Americans come to our farm and drink the milk raw. I'll just pass on that and better get a bit processed and then drink it, drink it a week later. Oh, no, thank you. I'm, 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 I don't drink the liquid from another animal. It's it's weird to me. It's weird to me. I can't do it. So you live on a farm. You're milking cows. You got 300 acres, English or American acres. Let, let's let's get let's turn it around to the eight legged uh, elephant in the room. You have eight kids. Bro, eight kids and one wife, no twins, no adoptions, and no blended family. Yeah, we're, the, we're living the octo life, bro. We have a lot of kids. My wife, uh, shout out to octo mom. Now, this is octo mom in New Zealand, not the octo mom in California. Don't get those confused. It's O-E-T-O-M-U-M, not the M-O-M. Oh, that's... Wow, so... I don't even know where to go with that. How do you, how do you juggle milking three hundred cows and and eight kids? Well, it's actually really good because we live in a big farmhouse. I get to have, uh, I don't get breakfast because I'm out milking, but I get to have lunch and dinner with my kids. We lost him, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. He's back. We lost you for a second. Lost your audio. You got to get the audio back. Yeah, hit the hit the the audio button. This see, he's in New Sorry, Zealand. There you go. He, he's in New Sorry, Zealand. I just got a phone call from one of the kids, so I had to um, had to tell him I was busy and come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh gosh, you, my wife is like, you milk the kids too? No, the no. kids. Well, no, I'm gonna no, take, kids, I'm gonna leave her. The kids, um, the kids actually work from about. From about 10, they can help in the cow shed, and I start paying them, yeah. Yeah, so they're, so they're working. It's like a family business. Everyone works together. And, yeah, so our farm our farm is truly beautiful. It looks like a – imagine a golf – a little bit steep golf course, really steep golf course, and then about five canyons, like, running through it, two waterfalls. Um, yeah, we've got three houses uh, – a big milking shed, some barns, and and in, in these canyons, which are too steep for the cows, uh, we've been planting trees and building trails, and we're sort of getting into a bit of a, it's called carbon farming, where you, instead of growing cattle or sheep or animals, you, you grow trees, and you get like a carbon credit, and you can get a big tax uh, refund for the big companies like Shell or BP or whoever, needs to buy carbon credits to be a legit uh, company. So sort of getting oh. into that. So we've put about, I've put about uh, eight, eight acres into trails, and I've got about another five or six to go. And wow. then we'll have our own, our own sort of little backyard bike park within the farm with all the cows around it as well. So it's a small, small area of the farm that we're building trails on, but um, it's very cool. And, 
So we started planting these canyons and I we did the first canyon and we had no trails and you plant all these trees, it's amazing. But no one ever goes back in the canyon again because it's like tree, 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 yeah. tree. You'd be having to thread uh, the needle with like, like a literal jungle to get through. So then lockdown happened. Uh, everyone started building backyard trails because we couldn't go anywhere. And we were we plant, just planted our second canyon. And I was like, I think we should build some trails in here amongst the trees. And we did it. And it turned out amazing. And now, like, you're going into these native forests now. And there's, like, way more access into it. And the kids are going in more. Pe old people can walk in, um, making it quite accessible. Yeah. So it's, it's so I'm taking, like, the worst st steep parts of our farm, uh -huh. making them into a carbon mining business of, like, making... Um, oxygen and selling yeah. the carbon carbon market, and then also having fun building trails. So it's I, I love trying to think of solutions that are like a triple win, because you could get quite down on this farm saying, "Oh, it's too steep, and the cows are falling off the into the canyons." Uh. When a, a six hundred cow, six hundred, like a a thousand cow, a thousand pound cow falls into a canyon, and like rolls down the hill and gets stuck in, in the mud in the bottom. It's really, really hard to get them out again. So yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Do they even yeah. survive that fall? What's that? Do they even survive that fall? Uh, yeah, they do. If you get them in the first three hours, um, you can do a big rescue mission and you like put a big tractor down. And I don't know, we're going off on a tangent here, but you can, you can pull them out. And there's like a 60% survival rate, yeah, which is not that high. Uh, Fractured Rider says, perfect scenario. Make the trails and plant the trees around them. No need to cut down stuff because yeah. trail flow. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that what you, you're, you're planning is to, yeah. to make the trail through your trees? Yeah. The, the only, bro, the only trees we're cutting down are the introduced ones that have come from America or England that aren't, aren't native to the area. So we, we're cutting those ones down. And then we're we're putting in the the, na the native ones, yeah. Which so, is like some of the around me here, yeah. So I think, I think at the end at the end of the live stream, I'll show you the waterfall and one of the trails, but it's like pretty dodgy. But we'll save that for the end for the for the person that was asking before. I'll, I'll show you the waterfall at the end. So you got to stick around to the end. Like, okay, Eric wants to really hang out with you this winter. Now, winter in New Zealand, is that summer? And why am yeah, I doing with my fingers? So, so New Zealand is in the southern hemisphere, just below and to the east of Australia. So just think, try and figure out what Australia is doing, and New Zealand's doing the same thing. Now, Joe said, Joe, Colorado kids, Jesus, what time is it in New Zealand? It's your nap time is what it is. yeah. Hey, Colorado kid, bro, it's 1 p.m. siesta time. That's what time it is. <laughs> it's a siesta time. They have siestas over there in New Zealand. They're famous for their burritos. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so to back it up, the mountain biking, did that happen when you, you were younger on a farm? Did you, uh, yeah. did you used to yeah, bro, I, started, I, I started when I was about 10, so I had the... I had the BMX bike in the 90s, like a beautiful chrome BMX bike. And I had the dirt jumps uh, in the front yard, the dirt jumps. And then this beautiful new invention came out called the 
the fully rigid mountain bike. It God was bless like, it. oh, what is this? 26 inches, no travel, big knobby tires. Yeah. Had a 21 speed. Yeah, it was it was a bomb. So I, I got onto one of those and, and I just started riding everywhere, man. I'd ride like 25 miles here, 25 miles there, ride to my school, ride to my rugby truck. I just rode everywhere. We had gravel roads on the farm area I was on. So I, uh -huh. I was pretty much the OG of gravel biking on my 21 <laughs> speed. It was, it was so cool, yeah. The OG of gravel biking. You had gravel in your, I guess your gr driveway was all gravel. Oh yeah, bro. We're gravel and, and you just like, there was no trails. You just push up a mountain. The, the best place for riding was in the pine forest because they had forestry trails. So uh -huh. you get your mom or your nana to drop you off at the top of a normal road, throw your bike over a fence, go down the cliff and then just go down these like dodgy as um, forestry tracks. And then to pick it. So we were shuttling. This would have been about 1991. We were shuttling the um, the department store uh, rigid bikes, yeah, in New Zealand. <laughs> nice. So to go back even further, like when you were growing up and you had your little hardtail, um, New Zealand, from what I could see, from let's say, uh, what were we talking about? Lord of the Rings. It's very mountainous. That's oh, yeah. all I know of, of New Zealand. I've, I've never been, uh, yeah, I have been across the pond, but I haven't yeah. been that far. Uh, do, are you just constantly around uh, mountains where you are? Is it all very hilly? Yeah, it's like, I'd say it's 75% hilly and mountains and 25% uh, slightly hilly, like, yeah, sort of flat. So it's pretty, it's pretty steep. And it's, so it's a volcanic island here. Uh, we're on this we're on the pacific plate so we've got some volcanic and earthquake activity around us and some big old volcanoes from back in the day so it's pretty good mountain biking and a lot of our especially rotorua is like real nice sandy loam so you can ride it in all conditions and and then the south island is more alpine so the south island has queenstown and they have like i guess what would be like sort of whistler conditions like snow in the winter uh -huh. a bit of ice and then, and then open up as a bike park in the summertime. Yeah. So the uh, further so you, south you go, the more snowy and hot it is. Are you, are there bike parks close to you or do you just ride your local trails? Uh, like your yeah, local, so like have, your trail. We have, um, we have parks that are close to us that people drive to and, and you, you have to pedal up. And the, the nearest like uh, gondola or cheerlift is in Rotorua. That's like half an hour away from us or 45 oh, minutes. Great. Yeah. So that's, that's really close. But most normal parks in New Zealand have no lift access. And we're just, just starting to get shuttles. Businesses pop up now. So mm -hmm. if you're in New Zealand, you need an e-bike or a trail <clears> bike or a downcountry bike. Yeah. And then when you go to Rotorua to a park or to Queenstown, then you just hire a, hire a downhill bike there and then you'll be... That's all you need in New Zealand. Like no. like my YT Jeffsy here and the trail bike. Like that's a pretty sweet bike for New Zealand. That's good. YT family. Trail Pimp is in the house saying, hey. Yeah, yeah. So Mike Mitchell, run, run Bike Mike is in the house. You're bringing him in, yeah. folks. This guy's coming all the way from New Zealand. Come on now. Yeah, Octodad says you are Octodad. You're Octodad. Trail Pimp shredding the Jeffsy. Yeah, bro. It's, it's, I've got quite an old old GFC, but I really love it. And I've I was telling I was telling Johnny here that 
the new GFC has actually just come out today. And my one, I've already, uh, I've already changed. Well, I changed it about two years ago to what the 2024 GFC is now. So I cut the seat tube down by about 20 mils and I made the shock uh, 10 mils longer. So now I've got a pretty much a brand new uh, 2024, 2019 GFC. Yeah, but it's cool that they, the GFC is a good bike. A good bike doesn't change that much and it's always good. So I like, I quite like YT for not changing too much. Yeah, I, I just, I love my Izzo. It's such a great trail bike or just a great, you know, low travel. I don't need much here. Because you are all mountains, it sounds like. And I am as flat as the day is long. Yeah. But uh, So you're building trails in your yard. How, how how long are the trails do you have right now? I know I saw you building some some wooden features and some bridges. Oh, and yes. so, so we have um, so on our farm. It's it's not in my backyard next to my house. It's around the farm in the camp. Around the farm, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But but I can like walk to it and ride to it. So so we have uh, two canyons that are pretty much all planted and built out, and there will be about three miles of single track in those canyons. And it's kind of slow, slow tech because uh, I try, no. and, I try and make it so it's kid friendly, so my kids can ride it, and it's easier to build. But from the very top of our farm to the bottom, we have quite a lot. It's about a four minute downhill trail that we shuttle shuttle from, and it's uh -huh. it's like fast and it's just like wide open, man. And so, so uh, sometimes about once a year. We have a big bonfire and a big, it's like the 4th of July, but in, in New Zealand, it's called Guy Fawkes Night. We let off fireworks. Anyway, we have a bonfire once a year and we do a mega avalanche race from the top of our farm down to the letterbox, Hurry One. And, and you have about 50 people all riding downhill all at once, pouring down these mountains, just wide open. It's so fun. Oh, wow. I've got, got two canyons that are like planted and trailed out. I've got one above this waterfall here. Yeah, I'm still, uh, that's the last canyon to do. So I'll probably be starting that in one or two years' time. And, and but also on our farm, we have like gravel roads that the cows walk on and the tractors and the trucks go on. So a, apart from these canyons, we have quite good gravel sort of riding anyway. Yeah. And, and they have to be all weather tracks for the trucks to come and pick the milk up on. So our main road into the farm is like, I don't know, two and a half miles of gravel and even that just bombing down that is actually quite good fun yeah and and it's good having those trails those sort of uh gravel i guess you call them fire roads in america gravel fire roads that are yeah fire roads and the canyons <clears throat> are sort of around that so the climbing trails are these gravel fire roads and then we just have single track around it so yeah it's pretty cool tinkering's in the house What's going on? Oh, oh. oh, hold on, hold on. What's he wearing? Look at that. Look at that. Representing. And then we've got this. Quick link. Oh, I've got one. There you go. And then we've got this. What is this segment guy? Oh, <laughs> oh, Marty's such a great, great supporter. I don't want to go backwards. I'm going to go, I want to go forward. You have again, eight kids. Yes. Um, 
do they all ride? Have you all gotten them on? Have you gotten them all on a bike or what are the yeah, ages? And do you remember their names? Uh, bro, yeah, bro. I, I just remember the ages. I write them down on the back of my hand today, just for this moment. So the, <laughs> the oldest is the oldest is 19 and it goes all the way down to uh, eight years old. Yeah. So they're, wow. pretty, they're like, they're like one, one and a half, two years apart. They're like pretty close together. Yeah. So we have uh, six girls and only two boys. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of estrogen in the house, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you lose every argument. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty much, yeah. So you uh, were like, you had one kid, just back, we'll get back to the bikes. Yeah, yeah, back to the... Back you had, but you had one kid, and then you were like, you're ready to have another one, right? And then you just kept doing that? Yeah, yeah. well, bro, we started with, th we had three, we got married pretty young. I think my wife was 20, and I was like 22. Shout uh -huh. out. Okay. Um, and, um, and we were married pretty young, and she was a nurse. I, I was a farmer. Uh, anyway, we just, so we just started having kids, and then we had three kids, and then we went. We had a sort of six months off farming. We did a like a sabbatical. Uh -huh. so I was getting bored, and we did, went and did a, a Christian training program called YWAM Youth with a Mission DTS. And so I did this leadership sort of training program to like figure out the purpose of your life, and from then on. Uh, God told me to uh, one go back to the farm I was, that I'm on now, and the yeah. second one is to build up a powerful tribe. And so we went back and had a bunch more babies, and I've never been happier. Like, bro, I was ready to do. I'm a visionary, so I have lots of crazy ideas. And God was like, "No, go back to the farm, have heaps of babies," and that's what we've done. And it's been it's been really cool. That's great. You've got a whole tribe there. It's it's got to right. be amazing to. But, to raise right, all these just, kids. Not just any tribe. It's a powerful tribe, bro. Beautiful. <laughs> I couldn't say it better, man. Hey, back to the bikes. Do, are they all in love with riding as much as you are? Or are uh, you pushing them towards about, it? It's about 50-50. So Octo Mom doesn't like it that much. She'll tolerate it. She likes like a, a cruisy river trail ride. Uh, the three oldest girls, they used to like it. Until they had their first big crash, yeah, and then and now they're like ah, oh. um, so they just but they do enjoy trail running, so so they'll go running a lot on our farm and through the trails. I think there's I think it's it's a big deal. Trail running is a big deal in New Zealand. I can't do it because my knees are gone and I can't run. I can run downhill but not uphill. Anyway, so, yeah. So three of my girls like trail running, and then all the younger kids from. From number four down to number eight, they all love it, bro. They're, they're hard out into it. Nice. So you've had to you've had to drop some change on some bikes, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so so we go we go like after dinner we go for a walk or ride out around our farm every night um, after dinner. It's beautiful. Yo, Adam, how's it going, brother? Adam Mark is in the house, ladies and gentlemen, showing some love for Marty. Oh, bro, you're not late. It's late. never too late. So <clears throat> you, you you got your kids, you, you you're putting them to work, not just uh milking cows, but they're they're also helping you build this this trail in your on your property. Oh uh, yes, so so the kids help uh mainly the younger ones for a bit of dad time. The older ones, if their boyfriend comes, then I then I make the boyfriend dig as well. So we got a couple of boys, I got a couple of strong boyfriend in laws, yeah. So, 
and, and they want to do stuff with their boyfriends, so they just come and like do a bit of raking or a bit of compacting. Oh, that's so, funny. Straight line. Jacob's in the house. Some, yeah, so it, for about half the year, we only milk the cows once a day. So we have a bit of energy left at the end of the day. So usually we go and dig and ride sort of from about April to June is when we do most of our digging. And then, and then sometimes just a bunch of friends will come and we'll just dig all day and dig a whole trail in a day. So it's, it depends. Yeah. But it's gotta be really, it's gotta be really uh, just fun sharing this moment. This love for bikes with, with your kids. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. It's so good. And then, and, and like, it's so interesting watching it from a, from just a, a canyon of grass that cows used to die in to a beautiful forest. Like the trees here grow really fast. It only takes about three years till they're way over your head. And then we get in these little, like, uh, these little mountain biking trail tunnels forming. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, this is crazy. So it's, yeah, it's you were cool. walking yeah. me around through that, that your, 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 your land, if you will. And showing me some of that stuff. And it's just, yeah. I mean, it's some of the most beautiful scenery. And to just be able to ride through and go, this is mine. Yeah, man, it's it's really nice. And yeah, we take it for granted. But I think when you are, oh, just when you come down to this waterfall, which I'll show you later, it's like, oh, if you're having a bad day, come down, grab, grab a Coke. Like in the waterfall, I've got like some cold beverages just like lying in the water. Oh uh, man, some secret, some secret ones. And <laughs> if you're having a bad day and you're a bit hot and angry, bro, you'll see it in a minute. It's, it's like my happy place. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's hey, so Steve, nice. Steve says you can you can sleep on his couch for out, out for the second second of March. I guess that's uh, the Sedona Mountain Bike Fest. You can sleep on his couch if you come. Oh over. wow, wow. I'll, I'll have to, I'll have to check my diary and uh, check with Octo Mom about that one, Steve. Yeah. It'll leave her alone with eight kids. <laughs> you got your in-laws there too. So yeah, it's I got a whole- in-laws and I, I have amazing, amazing staff. So my, um, I have a work colleague who is Fijian from Fiji, a big rugby guy, and he helps. He's into mountain biking as well. We ride together and we dig together. We get on really well. So I'm introducing mountain biking to Fiji. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. We have two or three Fijian guys in our crew that come along, and they think it's crazy. They're like, what are these? What are these Palangi dudes doing riding bikes down mountains? But they, they really like it. It's a lot different to rugby, yeah. Is, is, is mountain biking a big thing? What's the community like out there where you're, you're uh, at? It's big, bro, yeah. It's pretty big. So we have probably a bike park every one or two hours in New Zealand in different communities. Yeah. And then every, every town has a pump track and, and, and dirt jumps. And if they don't have a pump track, they have like illegal dirt jumps in a canyon that only the only the kids know about. So, so even even small towns with like five thousand people will have one bike shop. So, there's a lot uh, of bike shops on here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, where was it going? Uh, trail train derailed. Um, wow, train derailed big time. So you you have a, a huge mountain bike community that you you have a bunch of dudes and and girls that that come out with you guys when you go riding or. Yes, yes. So I have a, a group ride called Dirt Church. So I came up with this about four years ago, just before COVID came. And the idea was doing a group ride. It started off just for me, because I'm quite big into mental health stuff. A bit mm-hmm. like a bit like uh, Adam Mock 
fucking mark, actually, with their right-hand sign. So I wanted to do like a men's ride to get dads off the couch and lose weight and just get out. Because a lot of dads our age, bro, they're like, they're so like tired and burnt out and like getting divorced and like going through heaps of bad stuff. Oh. Or they're just, if they're not doing that, they're just like sitting on the couch getting fat. And, and New Zealand has such nice spots like where I am right now that people don't even go to or know about. So I wanted to start this thing called Dirt Church. And, um, and I started about four years ago. It was just for dads or older dudes. But since then, it's blown up. And now we have kids, wives, girlfriends, uh, boyfriend-in-laws, you name it. We've got dudes. We've got riders coming from about 10, 10 years old to 83 years old. We've got this old dude called wow. Roger. He's on a all-mountain enduro e-bike. He's a shredder. And uh, he comes. He's 83. And he just loves it, man. He's, he comes. My friends pick him up on their truck from the old people's home. Chuck his bike. Right. He's out there shredding with us. Yeah. Shout out, Roger. Jodine Williams says Dirt Church rocks. Is that a friend? Yeah, yeah. So Hit that subscribe Church button. Is, oh, yeah, Dirt Church rocks, buddy. <laughs> so, so the idea of our Dirt Church <clears throat> is, is, is changing all the time. But the main thing is we ride, we talk, uh, we ride, we barbecue, and we talk. So we go for a one-hour group ride. And we have beginner, intermediate, and advanced groups. Everyone's riding in their same level. So we meet up. We do a health and safety talk. I do a health and safety prayer, which in New Zealand Maori is called a karakia. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting a Maori language and a bit of Maori culture into the group. And if the Fijian brothers are there, I get them to do the karakia in their own language to get them uh -huh. involved. So we meet up. We do health and safety talk. We do a karakia. We do some skills, so it could be like uh, doing um, stoppies, or it could be um, uh, just bunny hopping or yeah. breaking slippery corners, uh, like 10 minutes of skills. And, and we do one hour of party laps, and everyone's in the right level. So the advanced riders go first, because they're all frothing to get out there. And most of our advanced guys, they, they've already been riding for one or two hours before this time. So they're like well and truly warmed up. And then the intermediate crew go out, and they're riding like flow trails with jump jumps with no gaps and stuff. And then usually myself or one of the mums will take the beginner group. And that's mm -hmm. all the young kids and the first timers. And it's, it's so cool. And bro, this other, the other thing, we, I've hooked up with a local bike shop. Shout out to Van Dyke's Bikes and Bataru. Grant, how's it going, brother? So this local bike shop, Grant, the manager there, has been amazing. He lets us hire like really high-end e e-bikes for $50 for the night. And these are like $10,000 high bikes, all mountain oh, wow. It's like a decoy, but it's from uh, from Norway or or Spain. High bike, yeah. Like, yeah, I've seen those. They're amazing bikes. Sam Pilgrim used to ride them. Yeah. And so he brings a bunch of e-bikes. And then not only that, we have uh, free community uh, trail bikes, like my GFC, for anyone to ride for free. So I, and I've got, I've got, uh, I think we're running four bikes at the moment. I've got a Trek Remedy, a down country bike, and two hardcore hardtails. So people that don't even have bikes can come and ride for free and they just automatically come into the beginners group. And so they are like, just like trying things out for the first time. It's so cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and, the, and everyone knows about it. And we, but bro, the best thing that we have, oh, so we ride for one hour. 
the beginner group and the mums and girlfriends usually start the barbecue and get the music going. And then as all around the trail center, you can you can smell like the steak and the sausages like wafting down the canyons to the river. Yeah. And then everyone comes back and we have a feed. And you know, at a barbecue, when everyone's quiet and and a bit of uh, Stevie Wonder or um, Michael Jackson comes on and everyone's just like munching and not talking, then you turn the music down and then me or one of the other leaders comes in with the with the after part after ride talk. It's so good. And so we talk, we do um, we do like talks about mental health stuff like burnout or fear or depression or weight loss. And we've got we've got seven leaders and they all uh, have different backgrounds. So the guy talking next, Kyle, he's talking about fear, like how to get over fear. Fear of people, fear of mountain biking, yeah. fear, of, um, fear of getting married, just fear of crazy stuff. Crazy <laughs> we're talking about next. So, and, and then after that talk, we have a challenge. So you have to have a challenge, so that people can like digest what's being said and respond and act to it. And then we have like prizes. So the bike shop will bring some prizes, or I try and get an industry person to give out some hats or whatever. So good. And you, we have first prizes off, you... go for. Can I keep talking? The prizes go for the biggest send, the biggest wipeout. We don't do biggest crashes. We do biggest wipeouts. The biggest mechanical lit kit and uh, usually like bike of the week or best newcomer. So we give out all these prizes and it's, it's really wow. cool. And and so it's, it's, it's a really good night. Wow. Someone just said, I can't even find it anymore. <laughs> Your enthusiasm. It's like, just wind up Marty and just let him go. You got you got eight kids. You farm all day, and I'm loving this, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah, loving I, I this. Have, well, bro, I have to watch myself though, because I've come close to burnout before. It's called brownout. It's like you know when you've been working really hard for six weeks without a day off. No. And you're like doing all the family stuff, doing all the dad stuff. Someone asks you to do like this other massive job when you're really tired. Yeah. And you're like right on the edge, bro. I've been there, and that's called it's called brownout, and you have to like. My my wife like called me out and I was like, You're doing too much. So I went when I was at that point, I went and saw my pastor, Pastor John Rush the third. And he um so I went and saw someone and talked about it. And he he prayed for me and gave me some really good advice. And he put me on these pills, bro, melatonin sleeping pills. And he got he's from he's this big guy from California. He bought he always bring over melatonin from California. I don't know what's up with California and drugs, but he bought me some <laughs> melatonin and man, it's some good stuff. And that really helped me uh, sleep more and just say no to a few things and just focus on the priorities. Yeah. Um, and, and I want to do a shout out to Adam Mock, man. So, some of his stuff is really good. I've used some of his uh, little in-the-car talks. Thank you, Adam. Use some of his in-the-car talks for the Dirt Church after-party chats. Oh, and one, was, one was around Thanksgiving time about having an attitude for regret. For, for thanks of thankfulness I think it was and we did like a Thanksgiving challenge and he did it in America he didn't know I, I ripped his idea totally off and did it at Dirt Church and it went down really well it's surprising there's two more things that's happening at Dirt Church one is progression like guys are just starting they're like wobbling around driving their like grandma old their wife's old bike or whatever crashing on every corner and in two years, they're going from what that to like the advanced group on some flash as really expensive e-bike. And the other thing that's happening is like 
people there's like really really strong friendships happening so like imagine like 30 or 40 just random people and they're just there to ride and, and have a barbecue and have a good time and now like after three years the friendships bro they're like really tight and and now you see guys like i see a guy coming who's like timid and like a bit overweight and a bit bored on life doing groundhog day and then like two or three years they're like a leader in our crew at dirt church like speaking talking to god talking to people about mental health stuff or issues it's like whoa but we've got this one guy who's a truck driver his name's kyle and he was like timid and a bit quiet and now he's like in the advanced group he's just bought his first e-bike uh-huh. he's done like he's doing prison ministry where he goes and talks to men in prison and he's doing prison counseling and it's like whoa Kyle, you've come so far and he's so he's bro he's talking about fear on monday night at our after ride party so it's going to be cool to hear kyle's story real quick i, I want to get a question in and then you can just go <laughs> this is all about you buddy so you talk you do adam mock is loving you i gotta tell you i've i i listened to adam mock and, and and i've met him I, i've known him. he created all this for me he's a great guy but his words of wisdom on his instagram Really get me through some stuff, man. Uh, and if you use his stuff, I'm sure he has no problem with you doing that. I mean, we're global here. He's talking about how everyone, I mean, we've got New Zealand here, California, Arizona, Colorado. I mean, this is what I love about this community. We are global here. Yeah. I think Mark even yeah. said it, you know, global baby. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Adam Mock used to do prison ministry. So I want to go back to... Your brainchild, the Dirt Church, oh. was 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 this something that that came to you, or you were just riding? You were like, you know what, this I'd like to get my buddies together and 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 preach positivity, or it, did it just happen? Was it something that you 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 sat down and you wrote it out, and it was, or was it just an idea one day? Yeah, I've, I've had the idea for a few years, but bro, it's hard. Because I'm a, I'm a visionary. I get new ideas every day. And I have to like write them down. And I only have time for like one or two ideas every three years. So I'm parking a lot of ideas all the time. But when I was back when I only had three kids, when we were doing that YWAM sort of uh, gap year, uh-huh. and I, was, I was on that course. And I was quite a young dad. And I was like wrestling with being a dad, giving up the surfing and the skateboarding because you've got to like – so I thought I had to like grow up and be a man and be all responsible and stuff. But I remember on this one day, it was called Time Alone with God Day. You have no phone. You don't talk to anyone. You just go off like a monk and just wait wait on God. And I was, I was being a bit naughty. I had my skateboard. I was like skating on this downhill road because I was bored and God wasn't saying anything to me. And then when I finished my little skating session, he said, I still remember it today. He said, don't stop doing the things that you love because that's what I want you to do. That's what I've made you to do. Don't think that because you're a dad, you've got to like be boring and be a boring Christian dad. You can still go and achieve stuff and do crazy stuff and just be crazy and live life. Um, a lot of a lot of dads or men, when they grow up, when they have babies and when they get married, bro, they're like, it's sort of, it's a hard journey for some people to give yeah. up. Cause you don't want to be like a 16 year old, four year old dude and like still be out partying and like getting into fights and stuff or like um, playing rugby. Well, 
even like playing rugby, like just getting hurt and stuff. So I saw wrestling with that. So I had that. That was back in like 2006. But then I started riding a little bit. And but I had a lot of babies. So you can't ride much when you have babies. Put it that yeah. way. But then I was at a, my, my wife and I run a big uh, Christian conference in Rotorua over New Year's Eve. And it was about 2018. And this guy, the speaker there was talking about your dreams. And like, don't just sit on your dreams. I've been sitting on a lot of dreams at that time. And he said, don't sit on your dreams and act them out and like really do your dreams. And that's where I got the idea of Dirt Church. And I was like, damn, we could probably do something like Dirt Church. And I was like Googling names, like like there's uh, believers on mountain bikes in America. So I was like researching all this stuff. And I was like, no, nah, man, I think we can do one called Dirt Church. And it'll be like, instead of going to a church, you go to the mountains, to the trails and just hang out and have fellowship and ride together and pray for each other and be there for people and help people in, in the beautiful and just in nature. And yeah. that's where I got the idea. I shared it with the speaker. And it's like, yeah, brother, you should do that. So, so I did it. It was pretty crazy. I like sort of wrote down the idea on the notes on my phone and like developed it out a bit and made a little action plan. And I just turned it into a text, sent it to like 10 people or 12 people. And on the first night, there were about five people turned up, and we had a very first one. Oh, I was going to ask you that. How how was it received first? Yeah, That's so the first I was going to ask five you. People. Yeah. So, you came up with the idea, and I think Dirt Church works so great because for all yeah. of us here in the comment section, anybody's watching later on, it is kind of our church. Getting out there on the trails, it's it's our sanctuary. Yeah. And 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 it's a, such a fitting name. Yeah. That just came to you. So if, if you go onto our, we have, <clears throat> it's called Dirt Church NZ. And if you go onto our Instagram or Facebook page, there's like a little logo and I've got a cross, uh -huh. a cross like in a normal church cross. And I've got it in the center of a, of a dirty mountain bike wheel. Yeah. Wow. So that is our logo yeah. that my cousin, that my cousin helped me make. I'll put all that down here, folks. I, yeah. I've been too busy to do any of that stuff down there yeah. this week, but I'll, I'll put it up tomorrow. Um, yeah. So you, you got like five guys. Did, did the word of mouth start catching on with it? Yeah, yeah. So word of mouth started catching on. And also it was like, it was developing quite a lot. Like I thought it was just going to be for me. And originally then dads started bringing, we were talking about some hard out stuff. that's not appropriate for wives or girlfriends or kids. Yeah. Pretty hard stuff. And then the dads started bringing their young teenagers and, and preteens along. It's like, Dude, we probably can't talk about some of this stuff um, with these kids around. And, and I was like, oh. And then, so we started just making it more family friendly. And then we just did, we included all the wives and girlfriends. Everyone came. And bro, it's interesting mix of, um, of Christian dudes and non-Christian dudes and different ethnicities. Like I want to be really open to everyone. Yeah. And I want to be, I want to be beginner friendly. And you don't even need a bike to come. Um, some people, like the mum, some mums like bring their kids along. They don't want to ride at all, and they'll just do a walk or a trail run, or just talk uh -huh. to the mum car park, or help at the barbecue. So I want it to be like really, really inclusive. Yeah, I'm I'm loving the fact that you're you're bringing a bunch of people, to, and this is weekly, right? Yeah. So, so bringing... we're doing weekly in the, in the in the good weather, and then sometimes when it rains, we cancel and go to fortnightly, and then the winter time we re we just do it once a month. Yeah. 
So you, pretty awesome. you, 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 you do it often. And, and, and again, how, how many people do you normally get on a, on a, on a, uh, at a, at a given time? So average will be about 25 to 30. So, and then, and then the big ones, like my bonfire mega avalanche, we could have 60 or 70 people there. Yeah. Wow. This um, just sounds like, even if you're not religious and I, full yeah. disclosure, I'm not a religious man, but this sounds like a fantastic afternoon or morning because it's not only just you're riding you're having a barbecue i'm in yeah but you're also preaching not just the word of god or whatever you're also preaching positivity yeah and, and trying to teach people how to be better yeah yeah that like and, you said and, you're and, that, and bro that works because at the base at the really basic level we're teaching people how to ride a bike yeah. And then you go through, you go through that one hour of party laps at your own level, wherever you're at, and then you have the good barbecue and a few beverages, and you've already been through like an epic progression of a fun thing. And then people just talk and have one-on-ones, and even if even if people don't relate to whatever's been said, just the connection one-on-one, like my kids will just make make friends and talk to other kids there. The wives and girlfriends meet other wives and girlfriends. Um, just random people meet random people. Strangers come in and yeah. it's like, oh, what's going on over here? Yeah. Trail Pimp says something about kamikaze downhill in, in, in New Zealand. Oh, yes. So that that's the one. It's called a mega avalanche. Uh, and so the mega avalanche is a French mountain bike race. I'll just explain this briefly. And you start at the top of a mountain and you have as many people as possible but you don't start riding. You have to run 100 meters, 100 meter sprint, find your bike, get on it, and then start the downhill mega avalanche where everyone's pouring down the mountain at once. Oh, so, wow. Oof. Yeah. So now talk to me a little bit about, again, with this dirt church, you say you give people challenges at the end of it. What, yes. Give me some examples of what, 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 what this is. Uh, so the last challenge was a gratitude challenge. So I did a talk on gratitude and having an attitude for gratitude and kind of like in today's society, well, in the West anyway, it's like, why are we so unhappy? Why are we, it's like this spirit of unhappiness, entitlement, oh, I need the next Porsche or I need the next girlfriend or the spirit of comparison. Why is all that happening? But in the third world, I see my brothers and sisters in Fiji, they're so happy and they have nothing. They they don't have the latest YT GFC. They don't. All they have is a coconut and some jandals and like two dollars, and that's all they have. Yeah. They're so happy, and they're happy with because the Lord is with them. But they're also happy because they have an attitude of gratitude. So that if they've had something to eat, bro, they're so happy. And so I'm trying to. The, the talk was around that, and and the challenge was write down three things every day that you're thankful for on a piece of paper, and they have to be authentic. And you can't do the same thing. It can't be like kid number one, kid number six, kid number four. And you can't repeat that. They have to be authentic. Things you're actually happy for each day. And just write it down on a piece of paper and do it for a whole month so that you change your attitude for gratitude and not having an attitude of comparison or entitlement. Or It just helps you. It's a challenge to help you change your mindset, especially yeah, if you're caught up in Western. I just like, you know, People are always trying to make you buy stuff. You froze up there, Marty. I hope your phone's good. 
There you are. Now I'm going back to the, the gratitude thing. I have a friend that every morning before he puts his feet on the floor, he says out loud three things that he's grateful for. And I, I think that's, that it's amazing that you're doing stuff like this. Three things. If everybody in the comments section could do that tomorrow, just before you get oh, out of yeah. bed. So just start off, do it for three days and see if you can handle that. And if you can handle that, do it for seven days. And if you can handle that, just go for a whole month. Yeah, you'll, you'll yeah. be surprised. And don't give up. If you miss a day, just keep on going. And my, my wife is always saying gratitude goes so far. Um, here, here's the thing. Now, when you're planning these out, do you already have the idea of what the challenge is? Or do you, do, do you, do you, you spitball it with friends and, and find out uh, what will work? Or is this your, is this your mission? So no, we have we have about six leaders in the in the group, six leaders, and one of them speaks each time, and and that's what their challenge is. And then on the Facebook group or on the Instagram page, I try and summarize their talk and include the challenge because a lot of guys can't make it every week. They're working or they're sick or they're tired or they're on a night shift or whatever. So even if you're not there, or even if you're watching from California or or um, Florida. Florida? Where are you from, brother? Florida. Um, Florida? Yeah, even if you're in yeah. flat, Florida, flat, hot Florida, you can join in the challenges there. <laughs> so, so I try and get each speaker to, to have a challenge at the end. Yeah. That's, but, that's bro, it's, it's, it's so surprising. Like, I thought people wouldn't do it, but and I thought some of my challenges are pretty lame, but actually, people would go hard and do it. We did this one, it was like in COVID times, and it was it was just like check on your neighbor challenge. And and we had this guy and he's like, I haven't talked to my neighbors in three years. And he went there with his kids and some biscuits and some and some tea bags. And it's like, oh, how's it going, Mrs. Smith? Just wanna we're doing this check on your neighbor challenge. And he did it. And it was like, what? I just and and you don't really hear if people are doing it or not until you come back and ride the next week. But it's so surprising what people how people respond to a challenge. Instead of just yeah. what's something that someone says. Do you find it? I find it fascinating that it started with five people. Now you have like 25 to 30 people. I'm doing this with my hands, folks. Don't, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Just Marty's just going, man. I love it. And I want to know more about doing this. It's grown probably yes. from word of mouth. How has it been received? Obviously, it's been received well, but have people, how do I put this? Have have you affected people through this and through through these challenges and through your talks after the the rides? Yeah, I think I think I have people. Well, I've affected people by them actually doing the crazy challenges, so that is good. But we have um, we have myself and two other guys. Or I'm pass, partially trained in counselling, but we've got two other guys in our leadership group that are actually trained counsellors. So I always introduce them to the group afterwards and they go and have confidential private and free conversations with them if, if mm -hmm. they want to so i haven't heard of anyone uh per se but it might come out in the future that i has affected people but i know like we did like the big a biggest loser challenge and we had this guy i win I think he lost like he lost like 20 pounds in three oh, months wow. and, and it was like what that is crazy 
and and people uh, were like getting really serious and competitive into it. And it's so funny uh, being in a group of people and seeing each other once a week and talking about a challenge makes you a little bit accountable. Yeah, and it's um yeah, and it's a positive challenge. And instead of instead of going from like doing crazy sort of uh, teenage uh, immature challenges to actual challenges that are um, that are on. Away from jackass and into I don't know maturity. But yeah, doing things doing things that can make you a better you. What you are know? the things that make you better me? Um oh bro, knowing your purpose in life is a big one. If you have no purpose, it's so, life is not that good without purpose. Yeah. So um and, and my purpose is to is to be on the farm that I'm on and and build up a powerful tribe. That is my purpose. Yeah, and, so, and I'm uh, that. yeah, and I'm I'm really happy that God showed me that, and that's just what I'm doing. And when you find your purpose, everything else doesn't really matter. It just works around that, and you do your purpose. You do what you're designed to do, bro. That's what makes life amazing. And bro, it's not easy. Like I don't know if you know, but I'm I'm a type one diabetic, so I'm gonna stand got, up here. You got the pump. You got the pump on you? I have like an insulin pump. So I'm stuck in my pump the whole time. And I have a needle that goes into my back. So I'm on insulin the whole time. And and I've suffered with that. Like I've had massive uh, grand mal seizures from having insulin overdoses. And I've had some hard things like going into that brownout, nearly into burnout stage. Yeah. And, um, just overdoing it. And, oh. Uh, like uh, marriage breakups with my parents, just little stuff like that that have been quite hard. But having uh, faith in God and reaching out and getting help from people, not trying to be the big man and just trying to push it down and like hold all your stuff together by yourself. Yeah, that's a big now, thing. Now is your, bro, is your... bro, you need a mentor that you can talk about anything to who will say the right thing back to you. Yeah. So oh, I think having somebody, and I, I'm, I'm in therapy. Um, I th and I was thinking about this the other day. It's great to have somebody tell you the truth. Yes. A lot of your friends and family want to tell tell you what you want to hear. It's, it's usually your wife, bro. It's usually your wife. But then uh, it's like, oh, uh, is that right? And then you go to your mentor, and then he says the same thing, and it's like, oh yeah, she's probably right. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's always right. Um, so, how does your family enjoy? Is your family high, uh, big involved? Big involved? Involved with the uh, the dirt church? Yes, so um, I usually bring one or two kids along. So usually, yeah, two kids will come each week. And when we have dirt church on the farm, like that mega avalanche ride, they're mm -hmm. all involved. So like the ones that don't want to ride, they're doing the timing system or they're on the on the radios um, doing health and safety stuff or on, on the barbecues. So they're involved quite a lot. Now, back to, and this is a mountain biking uh, channel. Oh how are the trails that you guys are riding? You said you, you divide into groups of level of experience and, 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 and are these at like local trails? Yeah. So, so it's all single track and like uh -huh. the beginner trail is like a lake loop around the lake. So it's like flow trail with a little bit of gravel for grip. And then the intermediate is uh, like really good loamy New Zealand flow trails with with uh with like 
climbing trails up to it. And okay. then the advanced group, the advanced group is quite hot, a lot of tech, like a lot of roots, rocks, uh, gap jumps. Uh, nice. High consequence flow trails. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Now, hold on a second here. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry. My apologies. I want to look something up here. I will. So the park that we mostly right... ride at is called Tamiro Mountain Bike Park. And it has about, I don't know, 20 miles of single track around a beautiful lake. There's a barbecue and a car park and, and a river running through it. It's amazing. Let me sometimes, we ride, sometimes we ride in Rotorua at Skyline. Sometimes in Rotorua at the Redwoods. We, we go to a few different places, but mainly this one central park that's a lot of people are like half an hour away from. That's our main place. Now, can I pull this up here? Dirt Church. There you go. Yeah, so look, here's the logo that my cousin James helped me make. Look, look for this, folks. Dirt Church NZ here on, on the Instagrams. Are these the trails oh, that so you're talking about? So that's my... So that's my Strava. I'm on Strava as well. And these are the this is this is the beginners, the beginners uh, Strava night. So we did I don't know like four or five kilometers of of easy flow lake trail. Okay, folks. This uh, if you're listening on Spotify or whatever, I'm on. Uh, yeah, bro. Just click Instagram, on the photos. those photos. Dirt Church NZ, and and we're looking through some photos here. Look. Okay, so this this photo is. Uh, Enduro, we, we call it a fun Juro night. So we pick three uh, intermediate trails and we and we time it together. This is our beginners group um, up on the trails. That's my son there, that's right, Jersey. And that's Hudson. He is uh, 11. Yeah. Nice. Look at this. Just, just families and everything just getting together and, and, and oh, yeah. doing what we love doing. Uh, that's my friend Gareth and my counselor buddy uh, Damon, and they're watching uh, some boys flying over some jumps. Yeah, there's a mum. So we do have uh, mums coming. Uh, she's a bit of a shredder, that lady. <laughs> Look at uh, this. this is on a. This is what bro. It rains quite a lot in New Zealand, and so if it rains with beginners, you just have to cancel. So that's a single track trail. It's not. It looks like a, a waterfall or a rapid. Oh, really? That's that's your actual trail? Yeah, and in and, and the rain. Yeah, we wouldn't ride in that condition. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, look at that. That's that's a trail. It looks like a river. Yeah. This, um, let's go uh, here. So, uh, so this is this is in Rotorua doing shuttles. So on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, we'll change it up and just do a massive shuttle day in Rotorua. So it's more, yeah, and, and it's beginner-friendly as well. Like Rotorua's got... Shuttles. Oh, this is my friend. Oh, this guy is amazing. This is Gourmet Food Truck Dave, and he runs a gourmet food truck business. And if we're ever at a place without a barbecue, he just brings one of his uh, grillers along. And this oh, is wow. like a uh, party. Shout out to DJ's uh, Gourmet Griller. I mean, just look at look at how much fun this is. I mean, this is like a normal after dinner barbecue. Uh, um, yeah, so this is where we have our talk in like a covered barbecue area at, at, beside a beautiful lake. This is great, man. This is, I mean, look how much fun you guys are having. And, so this, and is, oh, this, is, uh, this is one of my Fijian brothers, uh, uh, Mus. He's a, he's a bit of a Fijian rugby playing mountain biker. 
And so on our farm, we shuttle quite a lot. We have a Can-Am shuttle, a shuttle side-by-side. I'm going to ask you a question. You've created Dirt Church, and you've got now 25 to 30 people during this, and you're doing something good. What's going on inside here, knowing that you started something and it's actually growing and you're reaching out to people? Um, what's going on? Oh, bro, it's, it's amazing what I'm feeling when you have, when you turn up to an event and there's like 30 people or 50 people there and they're all so excited to be there, but they're all a bit like nervous and scared. <clears throat> it's so satisfying knowing that one of my dreams has come true and I'm actually actioned it and got it happening and that it's happening other people. Um, so probably satisfaction is, is the thing that's happening feeling inside and uh, also like helping people like helping and encouraging people feels really really good and it's one of my things i like doing a lot like i love encouraging other other um, people around the world or just encouraging my kids or my wife encouraging people at my church encouraging people at dirt church like i love i think my love language of giving out and receiving is is encouraging both ways but bro what, one other thing that's happening is that people are coming to dirt church or like seeing it on things like this. And they're like, they're messaging me. And it's like, Marty, can we, can we borrow your logo and start up our own dirt church? And that is just mind blowing, man. Wow. So I haven't started yet, but they're in the process. It, it takes like six months to a year with, to start something like this to actually get it going. Yeah. So we've got one, hopefully starting in Melbourne in America my, my buddy Shannon was down in our dirt church for two years. He's gone back home to... Where, bro, where's Melbourne in America? Melbourne, Florida? For, yeah, Melbourne, Florida, yeah. Yeah, it's, my, it's my about Shannon, two and a half hours north of here, I think. Yeah, my buddy Shannon, he's a retired firefighter in the forest firefighting, some sort of forest firefighting thing. And, uh, and he's <laughs> up there in a few months. And then I've got another buddy starting one down in the South Island. And then hopefully one starting in Auckland. Um, so so it's going to be interesting to see see them start up. And then I've got this other big idea of having a annual dirt church weekend where we all go down to Rotorua, probably doing Crankworks and going to uh, my Christian camp that I helped run down there. We all come in together and we have a big party for a weekend, go to Crankworks and encourage each other and do some leadership stuff for all the dirt church leaders around New Zealand and around the world. We'll get wow. Shannon coming in via Skype. And so that's going to be really exciting. Uh, once those things start up and then we start sort of encouraging each other and making a little network. Yeah. It's going to be cool. This, this is amazing. I mean, this again, we talking mountain bikes, but th this is what I want to get at is you got this story of dirt church and now it's, it's growing. You you've got to be like, what? Yeah. How is this yeah. happening? And it's, it's probably because growing. of positivity. Yeah, it's growing because it's authentic. We do have a bit of quite a bit of Christianity, but a lot of non-Christians still come and enjoy it and they're not threatened. Like and the other thing that we do is we're inclusive. Like some of our guys are like bike snobs with 15 grand bikes but they know that we've got beginners here, wives and girlfriends, uh -huh. and they that they got to, if they're leading a group, they've got to lead it to the right level. If they're leading a beginner's group, they've got to take it real easy. 
But the guys, the mountain bikers are cool. They they can see how their buddies are riding and they ride to that level. And that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's what's great is that it, it, it is mountain bikers. And as you can see in the comment section and in, and, and just you being you, being supportive yeah. of all that, we're all very supportive of each other. There's no, I have not gotten any hate doing this yet. I, I think it's just an incredible community. And the fact that you're bringing it together with a message of positivity, like Adam mock with his, is Rod. And yeah. Sean. Yeah. Keeping it fun and keeping it friendly. And, and I think if you're starting something like this, get a group. Like I got about four or five guys around me to help me. Like one was a mentor. Another four were sort of mountain bikers and you can delegate straight away to those guys. And it takes a lot of pressure off and, and they, the other guys make you accountable. So definitely trying not to be a, a dictator boss leader, yeah. trying to be like trying to be part of a group rather than a dictator. Yeah. Now with, with dirt church, you said there people want to open up dirt churches all over. Now, do you, you know, everybody that wants to start it up or do you have to kind of quote unquote interview them, make uh, sure they're the right person to, to well, carry <laughs> your logo? I, I have, I've got some real basic values that I'm willing to share with anyone. I'm willing to share my logo and the base, like it's all going to be a little bit different, but yeah. I'm willing to share just my basic stuff and what I've learned. And that will help people if they want to start one in their local community, it'll help people. Um, and they can just take it and make it their own or, or start their own thing. Um, so I've just got like uh, about two pages of documents that, People can look at and they can take it or leave it if they want to start their own thing. Um, yeah. But I'm happy to share my logo with anyone. Yeah. And, yeah, I was going to um, say, if it's going to have your name on it, I, I was wondering if you had like a guideline of like ABC, you need to add, you need yeah. to have the, 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 yeah, to have are, the logo, you need, um, you need to do the positive thing at the end, the challenge thing at yeah, the end. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'd be pretty loose on it as long. I probably want to get to know the person before I, Agreed to it. Yeah, you're probably right there. Probably shouldn't do do a church as willy nilly. Yeah, just uh, go preach whatever. Here's my logo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's the that's the Kiwi way. We don't really, we're not that serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to cycle back about the church, the dirt church. You guys ride for you do some skill stuff. You do an hour ride. What kind of prizes do we win? Oh, so, uh, uh, so for something like the biggest loser, the prizes are big and the guy at the bike shop, Grant, will make a prize box of some big prizes. And, and, and we have uh, certificates and stuff like that and a few T-shirts to give out. And then the other night we had an industry guy turn up with like a bunch of Liat hats and stuff. Oh, wow. And and when Shannon, when Shannon, the forestry, retired forestry uh, firefighter left, he just bought like a big box of brand new bike parts and he just made it rain. So it, so we give out prizes pretty uh, generously and we're sponsored by a few local businesses to help that happen. But it's usually mountain bike stuff. Sometimes it's only like a drink bottle or a jersey, but it's pretty, uh, pretty generous. Yeah. And pretty good prizes. It's a... Eric, we all rise together. This is fist bump from all the way around. 
like halfway around. I wouldn't say more than halfway. <laughs> and my wife, I said, he's more than halfway around. And she goes, you know, that means he's less than halfway around. I'm an idiot. Um, so, you, I mean, you've got, this has grown from, like again, five people to actual local businesses, uh, sponsorships from bike company giving you, I'm just blown away by, I mean, yeah, you're, right, you're right. I, I want to shout out to one local business. It's this uh, Christian philanthropy farming trust. And bro, they gave us $5,000 to buy wow. community bikes. And so we just rocked up to the bike shop. We bought one down country bike, two hardcore hardtails, real nice MIPS helmets. And it's so good to, when someone has their first ride, if you can put them on a good bike on the right trail with the right amount of coaching, they're just going to have such a good time. So now, shout out to shout out to Trinity Trust, man. Trinity Trust from the Waikato. Thank you, guys. That's amazing. And have you seen the improvement with from the beginners? Are they now working their way up to the intermediate? I mean, that alone yeah, in the itself is, be... is, is, is one year riding from beginners to advanced. One year. Yeah. So that alone's got to be fun to know that you've got somebody like these kids on bikes, and that you're you're getting them the next generation to love this sport. Yeah. And, and not only that, bro, like leadership. So like my son is 13. He's a shredder. And sometimes I'll put him with an older guy because you need two leaders for each group. You need like the guy at the front and the guy at the back in case yep. someone cracks. And the guy at the back's got the first aid kit and the multi-tool and the pump. Oh, okay. So I put my son as like a leader. Some Like the last ride we did, he was the leader of the advanced group at 13. And he was leading with like a 50-year-old trail shredder and like the old downhill champion of New Zealand. Like it was so, so cool to have those two crazy different age groups that never meet in, in normal life, but they're meeting and they're working together, like guiding a group. It's really cool. This is just, I just love when people put their mind to something. Yeah. And it, and it and, comes. And I, can, and it, I can see, bro, I can see leaders like, I can, like when someone... Uh, develops and progresses and matures. It's like, bro, are you ready for leadership? And some of these guys, they've just been truck driving or um, working on farms or I don't know what they do, um, doing their boring jobs, and they've never had a chance to be a leader. And it's like, yeah, bro, you can be, you can lead the interview <laughs> group tonight or whatever. And they're great yeah. guys. They just need a bit of a push and a bit of love. Yeah. I think I think Adam Mock set it up earlier. We need a, a dirt church and a ride and shine. Uh, together, uh, uh, get it together, and the mental health and the preaching of the good, positive energy and and challenges. Man, you you're doing something really great, man. I I love it. That's uh, this is the story that I wanted to get out. I mean, dirt churching. I think you could get this all over the place. You could dirt churching all over the place. You got dirt churching shirts everywhere and. See yeah, yeah, the world. Stickers, some uh, some channels, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Who yeah. knows what we'll do? How um, many? I mean, you have. How do you have the time? Farming, um, eight kids, a husband. Yeah. So, bro, I, I delegate quite a lot. So, on the farm, I have a really good um, co-worker, Tim the Fijian. Uh, he, he, there was his brother, but he he's really good, helpful on the farm. And then the leaders at Dirt Church are really good. I can, I can run it and not even be there. The leaders are so good. So if something's happened on the farm or in my family, I don't have to show up. I can delegate to them. And, and my farm, 
is I've I've tried to set it up to be enjoyable, not not too hard a job. So, yeah. so I'm trying to have a really good uh, life balance. And my wife and I work together really nicely. But we do other stuff as well. We're involved with children's ministries and and family ministries, helping kids. So we we volunteer one day a week at our local schools, uh, teaching Bible and school classes in our local primary wow. schools. Yeah, so we're out that. in the community doing that. And we also help mentor at-risk kids. So we have this at-risk kid program. We, bro, we love kids. And, and bro, one of the best things I've seen, apart from my own kids doing well and dirt church, is like these at-risk kids, just putting them in a little program and giving them some, some time and just watching them grow into amazing adults. And, and where they could have gone to where they are now is such a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like working with at-risk kids. Um, yeah, so I can, I, I can do it, but I just have to be careful not to burn out and make sure Octo Mom is okay with my crazy ideas before I start them. <laughs> yeah, man, you are doing so. You may, I'm getting tired just hearing all the stuff that you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Hats off, man. It's just, I love this so much. And where are they going? Third church. Uh, mountain biking. Wow, I really—it's been a long day. Not as long as yours, but you're like. Uh, bro, bro, I've still got—I've still got cows to milk tonight, and then I've got a—I think I'm supposed to be digging the garden or taking kids to ballet. So I'll be hanging out with all the ballet mums tonight, talking about dirt church, trying to get, get the ballet. There won't be any dads there; it'll just be me. I think I'll wear this outfit. There you go, uh, Matty uh, Trail Pimp says, Marty, do a bike check. Let's see that beauty. Okay. Can we can we take a look at that thing when he moves around a lot? It gets a little choppy. Are you there? You go. Okay, so I've got a 2019 YT Jeff C with 150 mils on the front. <laughs> we got. I've, um, I've cut down the frame. I cut the frame off 25 millimeters. Because I bought a large, but it wasn't quite right, so I cut the frame off 25 millimeters. And what else have I done? Oh, I got these. Uh, I've got T Mac, T Mac pedals. And what else have I got? Oh, I've got. I think they are Census grips from America. So I got a bit of American stuff on here. And it's running 150 mil on the front. And 140 on the back. Okay. And and with, on these trail bikes with the non-piggyback shocks, I always run it on firm. Yeah, always run it on firm, and that's about right. It stops it from being too uh, too soft. Yeah. Yeah, I I run it on I run mine on firm. I can't. Running, I get too squishy uh, out here. Code RS brakes uh, that I really like, and I'm running a. WTB saddle. Yeah, quite like the WTB. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, I just got a new saddle, a DVO, and uh, people were telling me that, sending me that that saddle there. Um, yeah. Talking bikes now that we've got your, your bike check, what kind of bikes are over on that side of the world? Say that again, bro. What kind of bikes do you have over on that side? Because I know uh, bro, 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 different bike brands are all over. So New Zealand has we're in a unique position of having all the bikes. We have American really? bikes, Chinese bikes, Spanish bikes, English bikes, Japanese bikes, Australian bikes, New Zealand. We've got 
I think I think the people that are in charge of bikes forgot to include New Zealand in the ban zones. So we can just get any bike, bro. Really? They're all over the place. Yeah. So we get all the British ones that you can't have in America because Specialized says no. Like high bike. And... We get the Chinese and Japanese ones that you can't get in England because Trek says no or whatever. So we, we get everything. Yeah. Wow. Jarno is in Finland. It's only 4.20 a.m. there. So I think he's ahead of us, too. Guys, do not tell us what's going to happen. Okay, <laughs> We're walking into the future. Hey, bro, do you want to do this waterfall check? Should we do a waterfall? Let, when you I, want just, to do the waterfall I just love the way you say waterfall. I love your waterfall. accent. Waterfall, waterfall check. Yeah, do a waterfall check. Folks, let's take it. If, if your phone lasts... Folks, let, let's take a look at, at, at his land a little bit. Pick it up. Let, let's check the waterfall, man. You want to okay, You ready for the waterfall? Okay, here we go. Oh, this is this is great. This is a we're getting a tour during a podcast. It might okay, be a little this choppy. Is, this is I'm I'm currently in a cave. So my bike He's is in a cave. Yeah, we had good signal in a cave. Now you're getting choppy. Okay, okay so we're coming out of the cave. And we're coming down. I gotta tell you. So this is a not, this is a trail. <clears throat> okay, this is look, he's got wooden feature. So this is this is a trail from my backyard trails. Uh, move a little bit. You're you're getting Marty, you're getting choppy. Uh yeah, there's a waterfall. Look at that. This is his this is where he lives. This is his yard or land if you will I, I call it look at that now i gotta tell you just sit riding past that do you have to stop every time and just listen to the water trickle look look at marty's face folks look at look at the happiness on him this is part of his land i i have i have a fence look at is that is that there is that drinking water marty Is that drinking water? <laughs> is that is that drinking water? Yes. Yeah, one of my drinks, my three o'clock drink. No, but I mean, can you drink that water? Is that fresh? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fresh as, brother. Yeah. <laughs> this, is one of my this. Water, this is one of my water bottle uh, filling stations. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Really? Yeah. This is the first I've, I've seen of a, look at this, folks. The, oh, he's he's drinking it. Oh, he's going oh, down. He's getting good. busy. This is great. This is a walking around podcast. This is a lot. Look at him. Look at this smile. Marty, I'm not ending it right this second, but I can't thank you enough. You have inspired me, even if it's just the gratitude thing today. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay in bed tomorrow before I get up and 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 talk about what I'm grateful for. And I think that I'm going to try it for seven days. I think I can do it. Look at, this. Look, at, look at him. He's like a big kid, folks. I love this. This is my favorite part. I'm so happy. Uh, bro, just, just over here is all the 300 cows. I'll show you the cows. They're just on this hill here. Folks, are you watching this? We've got some people in here. Look, he's running now. Your energy level is starting to upset me. Oh, here's, here's my favorite cow, Horny. Horny. Hornet? Yeah, Horny. Horny. 
He has a favorite cow. He's good. 40. My wife is like, oh my gosh, we're going to see cow. Oh, it's a little windy there, but man, we get to see cows. That's awesome. I grew up down the street from a dairy farm, actually. It's probably two miles away. Look at that. Oh, look at the little, is that, what is that? The light ones. Uh, these are the Jersey cows. So they're from England. The black and white cows are Holstein Frisians from uh, Holland. Yeah, from Europe. We, I just want to say, I think I'm breaking new ground on podcasts. I don't think I've ever seen a podcast that involved, a mountain biking podcast that involved cows. <laughs> this is great. Oh, Maddie wants you to... <laughs> Jarno <laughs> says this is National Geographic Channel for QA. Yeah, yeah. It's getting a little windy. Now, can you reach down and milk one for us? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't milk. I'll try, and find horny. I'll try and find horny for you. Oh, this is great. Now, now you have eight kids and you and you remember all their names. Do, do you remember all the cows' names? Uh, no, we have numbers. So we they have each cow has a, a number tag, an ear tag, like an earring, like one of Eric's earrings. Yeah, I was, I was joking, Marty. <laughs> Marty's gonna have to. Oh God, this is. So my wife says you're gonna have to host everyone in this chat because we all want to come to New Zealand now. Ah uh, yes. So that is another thing in my to do list is to uh, start up a a mountain bike or just a farm stay Airbnb where people can come and stay on our farm and uh, do some tree planting, some trail building and ride the backyard trails. Uh, my kids will show you around. I'll probably be working. Now so tell I'll me this, you were showing me this and, and this is relevant to mountain biking. You were showing me this the other day. You do have a spot for quote unquote Airbnb for people to come out and enjoy your land. Tell yes, yes. So, so we have, um, well, we have a, a lodge that my in-laws uh, have, but they travel a lot. So we Airbnb that out. And then we have a, it's like a garden, um, a garden cabin with bunks in it, like a backpacker style. And then we also have a, uh, some historic buildings that we've uh, repaired or replaced. So I really want to, we haven't started yet, but I, quite like to host people uh, on the farm, uh, teach them about farming. So just over here is uh, Stat Highway 1. It's the main road of New Zealand. Yeah. How so far are you away from... Road between Rotorua and Auckland. So so if I were to fly in, I'd fly into Auckland. Yeah, you fly to Auckland. Uh, if you come and stay at my place, bro, I'd come and pick you up and bring you down and we'll... Um, and I, you probably don't even need to bring a bike. I have quite a lot of bikes in my garage. So um, we can just chuck you on a bike and hit Rotorua or hit the backyard trails, hit dirt church, whatever. So you're going to soon be able to host mountain bikers? Yes, yes. We should have started off like, with uh, this. A little bit like uh, uh, Seth's uh, mountain bike Airbnb, but a bit more farmy, a bit more farming than that. Uh, hey, Eric says, what a great episode. Mar Mar uh, Marty, you're an amazing human being. Eric, are you willing to come to New Zealand and do a little bit of farming and some mountain biking over there? 
I, that's yeah, he can come and hit some raw milk straight from the teat. No, from, uh, from horny from one six six. Check please. Now, what does that make? Um, what makes that cow your favorite? Uh, because, because she still has her horns. Um, all the other cows' horns are have been cut off. Yeah. Okay, man, you had great signal out there. You're getting choppy again. This is great by the waterfall. I'm loving this. So that's that's amazing. I should have started off with that or got somewhere with that. Is is you'll be able to host? You will have an Airbnb for mountain bikers. How far away do you think that would? Uh, I think. Well, we have finished the we have finished the cabin, so I think maybe in six months. Yeah. And will will be will uh, I was gonna say will milk be available? Um, <laughs> are you are you close to to areas say like if we Airbnb it and we 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 wanted a, a McDonald's burger or something like that? Yeah, so so we are um, You're five minutes from from a town and about half an hour from a city. So people could just people if you wanted to come, you could just rent a rental car in Auckland and drive down. But if you're gonna bring bikes, it's probably better for me to come up and pick you up. Yeah. This is amazing. And so we can actually help you build your yes, trail. Yeah, we can do building and tree planting. And we have um we actually have two waterfalls like this. This is the first one that I've developed, but we have another one that I'm working on as well. Yeah. Folks, did I just is this is this not the most incredible? I'm loving this, man. I, we're getting a tour of some great land here. Marty's got a big smile on his head. Now you're ducking here. Do you, when you look at like I'm just going back up to, to my cave. This is so incredible. Look at and he's and he's frozen. I might not have. There he is. There's this cave. It's a literal bike cave. You guys have bike caves in America? No, there. I don't have there. I I have underneath my stairs in my house cave for my bikes. <laughs> I, I actually have to show that one day. It would be a great reel where I keep my bikes. Um, yep. Back in the Hobbit hole. Jarno says you're back in the Hobbit hole. Yes, yes. I. Yeah, back in the you 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 have just amazed me with this this interview the things that you're doing you're raising eight kids working on a farm being a mountain biker starting a dirt church because of your love for you know the lord and the love for mountain bike biking i think is great showing me your cow this has been an incredible journey marty i can't i can't thank you enough and and i know no worries, Johnny. it's been great to be on here brother i appreciate it and i'm looking forward yep. to Watch this space for our uh, Octo Dad's Airbnb or whatever we're going to call it because I'd love to have lots of loud Americans down here and I can't wait to show you some backyard trails. And you also to show really you do not like us Americans. Yeah, because you, you said you, you live next to a dairy farm and you know all about it, eh? Uh, where I grew up, I grew up down the street from a dairy farm. I knew nothing about it except for cows. There were a lot oh, of cows. Yeah. And and it smelled when you drove past it, but I mean, really, this has just been mind blowing. And 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 I really wanted to get on because I knew you had the dirt church, and you're a mountain biker. 
but most importantly, you were such a huge supporter of us streamers or po podcaster or us creators. And one of my last questions would be, how did you get so into it? What What is it about it that you love so much about being a part of the, the, the podcast community and the streaming community? Um, I think, I think I just like that we can meet up with like-minded people and talk mountain bikes and have a laugh. I really like that. And I, I think I, I have, do have quite a lot of friends in America from, from our church and from YWAM. But I, I think I first got into all, all these little groups with um, an old podcast called uh, the Joey MTB podcast with, with um, Paul LaPunta, um, Daily, Josh the Daily Mountain Bike Rider, Mountain Biker, a pastor, and, and the Crashing Dad that farts all the time. Yeah, those three guys had, a, had an OG podcast, and, and I really enjoyed that. And I was like, dang, I think we can make, there's like a bigger network of community of crazy mountain bikers that just like hanging out and talking yeah. mountain bike. And and now that we have the internet, there's no, or even just a cell phone, there's no, um, there's no barriers anymore. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, and, I mean, I, I think that's why I like being on other, not just because I do it now is it's, it's like this, in the comments section, and whatnot, it's this like crazy little community that yeah. likes to get. We're so, I mean, we're a world away from each other, yeah. And we get to we get to chit chatting with each other on the on the sidelines here, and it, it's yeah. such a fun a fun event. Like people ask me, like, you watch someone else's podcast, and I'm like, you just watched a TV show. I actually interacted with my show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird, but it's so cool. I love it, and I just want to do a shout out to everyone. Keep riding, uh, keep getting up in the morning, keep working, keep loving your wives and girlfriends and go hard. Yeah, Marty is a trail pimp, says Marty's a super fan. Eric, Matty, Mark, everybody wants to, we're all in for the 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 uh, the Airbnb, brother. Oh, yeah, man. Watch this space. We're going to watch this space. Mark, I'm going to put all your stuff down here tomorrow. I have, I've been crazy busy. Um Marty, I can't thank you enough, man. It, it has been a real honor and pleasure chatting with you tonight. And I know you've got a lot going on. So I, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Johnny. And thank you all the uh, viewers out there. Actually, if you want, ju uh, jump on my Strava. Why don't we all do some rides on Strava together? That's kind of fun to see where everyone, a bit more details where everyone's riding. Get on the Strava. There you go, folks. Marty, thank you so much. Everybody who's been in the comments section, thank you. For uh, hit the like and subscribe button if you're new. Marty's loving you guys. I'm loving you guys. I appreciate it. Um, take care. And now, if you can, go get your bike sturdy. Look at him. He's Thanks. going to get his bike sturdy. All right. Thanks a lot, folks. Take Thanks. care. Oh. oh.